News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. As our economy struggles through lockdown, the axe has already fallen on many jobs. While it's well and good to say we need to plan for the rainy day, the reality is many people don't have any savings and now find themselves without any income either. Wages were flat for a long time before this current crisis and some were already struggling. The last quarter of 2019 saw an increase in requests for both hardship grants and food parcels compared to the same time in 2018. Now, the Salvation Army has released a report on the social impacts already being felt from COVID-19. Requests for help to get food have spiked sharply, and there are worries about people who are in debt and soon won't be able to make payments. Many people will have to ask for help when they're used to relying on themselves. So, what help is available now, and what more could be coming on the horizon? Newstalk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Ronji Tanielu from the Salvation Army. Now, you've just released a report on the social impacts of COVID-19. And in terms of the financial impact for people, there's a lot of work you've put out on this. What was the biggest thing that stood out to you? I guess one of the things that the Salvation Army is a little bit concerned about is the possibility that we might be seeing a new group that's entering into vulnerability, particularly through financial hardship. And so this group um, might never have um, experienced this kind of financial hardship before. Maybe they never even uh, had any welfare benefit payments before or been to a food bank. And so I guess as you take all the things, um, all these social issues together with financial hardship and job losses and housing stress. I think that's one of the concerns that that this uh, social impact dashboard brought out for us. Yeah, and I I have to agree. I mean, certainly we don't want to see anyone in hardship, but when it is people who have never experienced this before and have always been, I think a lot of people really pride themselves on being able to provide for their family. And then you have quite this, ego blow, this blow to who you think you are, because you have to reach out for help, right? I think that the pride, that, that word is, is, is a really fascinating word, because what we're starting to see for our food banks, I mean, in, in the northern region, for example, um, uh, in terms of the Salvation Army food banks, we've seen an increase of about a third in, in, in the last couple of weeks in the lockdown. But what we're starting to see come through our food banks are people that have never, ever used the Salvation Army food bank. And so that's that group of people that might be slipping into this new form of vulnerability. What we're trying to say to people is don't be too proud to ask for help because people still need to be fed, uh, families still need to pay their bills, and so there's a lot of help out there. But it's, it's really interesting seeing this, this shift, this change of who's coming in through our front door. Yeah, and I think as well there is – you must see it in the work you do that there is often a bit of a grace period where if you ask for help as soon as you sense trouble as soon as you sense that things are slipping away from you I think the sooner you ask for help the more you can stop it spiraling into something even worse right well absolutely I mean we're we're trying to get people to, to to make contact with whatever social support they can with the Salvation Army through our 0800 number our website, we even got a, a, a way that you can text in for a food parcel and get an assessment. The earlier, the better. I think we, 
if we can start getting on top of it, especially as we as we as a nation maybe start discussing about what we look like post lockdown, I think it's even it's even more important to get on top of those those issues, particularly financial issues now. So, for example, as people are, are coming to us with food issues, obviously there's uh, maybe some challenges around uh, disconnections or uh, energy hardship or, or with with uh, power companies. And so, what we're asking people. Uh, to do is make sure you go back to the power companies and have a discussion with them early uh, rather than get behind these debts. And so, again, the earlier the better is always best. Okay, great. Let's run through all the different varieties of help because I think there are lots of different avenues where you can reach out and get some support. And when you combine them all, it's super powerful. So let's start with uh, the employers, because there are things like the subsidies that you can get through your employer. So if you still have a job, um, what sort of support can you get? Or if you are even losing your job, I mean, what, what sort of support can you access through your employer? Well, the, the government's been really gracious uh, in, in providing um, uh, two forms of, of wage subsidy or, or support for businesses. And I think this is really important. I mean, um, the, the, the one that's well documented is the wage subsidy program. And so that's, I think we're at about $6 billion payout and um, over a million New Zealand workers are on that at, um, um, as of this week. And so, again, that's a, that's, a, that's a support that employers can go to if they've taken a hit in their businesses, a 30% decrease in, 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 their, in their profits due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And then that's a way that they can continue to support workers uh, for, um, I think, 12 or 13 weeks. And so that's the main one that's out there that, that people can access. And so if you're a, an employee for years sitting there, then um, it's been well documented. You should be um, able to access uh, this wage subsidy if your business or if your employer qualifies uh, for this wage subsidy. So uh, I think there's a there's a, a way that you can search now online if your company um, qualifies for this and there's unions out there that are that are that are advocating to make sure that employees get the subsidy that they're entitled to. But there's also some other support from government around payment for essential businesses. And I think that's important as well. I mean the Salvation Army um, is uh, a social service, so it's classed as a, an essential um, a service. And so to, to get support for those businesses that are still operating but maybe can't get their employees into the office or into the warehouse, then there is support for them as, as well. So, again, there's, um, I think uh, the government's come quite strong in this. Um, we would have loved to maybe see a little bit more in other areas, but I think the support that's come out for employers is pretty decent. Um, it could, could it be better? Absolutely. Um, but uh, I think uh, as, as the government rolls through this lockdown, as we as a nation roll through this lockdown, some of the empl employee support that can be accessed through employers is pretty good. Yeah, and I think your mention of the union there as well is really important. And I know that union membership has been falling and I... I, I full declaration here I personally am a member of my union and I found mm. them so helpful through this process because I am quite lucky my company is still telling us all what's going on and keeping us in the loop but I'm also getting union updates on the wider industry and it's it's one thing to say there are wage subsidies available and there is this sort of stuff it it can slightly change depending on what's happening with your company and your industry. And I think getting in touch with your union can really help you 
navigate that. Never too late to join. I was just going to add around the unions. I think it's important to get um, to make sure that employees are able to access the entitlements that they should. And I think that's where unions can come and play a key role in that. But I also encourage people to think that, to, to realize that social services are out there that are able to help navigate people through the government, these complex as government bureaucratic systems. And so, you know, there's, there's multiple places that people can access help, especially those who are facing some real job hardship. Absolutely. And you say about these complex schemes because the work and income schemes have changed, right? So what can people currently access there? Look, WINS has dramatically changed the way that they've worked. And look, I just want to um, give a plug out to WINS. I have a lot of friends who are working, frontline workers, and, and it, it's a massive job. I think their, 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 their engagement with, with what people are, are facing in New Zealand is really tough. I mean, they're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of inquiries a day. I mean, there's massive changes in terms of how they're doing their work, and they, they, uh, people are, uh, have to access WINS services through the MyMSE app. Um, which can be challenging for a lot of the clients that we work with, and also online services as well through the websites and so on. And I think some of the key things that have come out through the WINS changes is there's been, for example, a removal of the benefit stand-down period. That's that's a real positive, so that those who uh, have lost their jobs, who have faced real hardship, there's no stand-down period. They can get their benefit, the right benefit, the benefit for them as soon as possible. But again, we've seen uh, the winter energy payment doubled as well, which is positive as well. Um, there's been an increase in income support payments for beneficiaries uh, from a, a, about $25 uh, since the 1st of April. And that's in addition to other increases that were announced um, earlier this year. And so, again, there's been some, some really um, good process changes, but also some good changes in terms of the core uh, benefit levels. Again, is it enough? Well, Salvation Army doesn't believe it is, and we believe for beneficiaries, especially those who are reaching maybe the max of their entitlements, we, we believe that there's greater support that's needed there. But I think that, that, that WINS and government has really responded well in terms of the support that you can access and the way they've changed their system. Yeah, and I know that sometimes people feel funny about going to ask for, you know, something like the job seeker support. But I mean, this is exactly what these systems are designed for. They are a safety net that when something happens to you outside of your control and nobody saw a pandemic coming, this is what you pay taxes for. So that as a society, we can band together and say, let us help you out for a bit. I mean, this is, this is exactly what the system is designed for. And I certainly hope that people make use of it. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, that was the, that, that was the reason why this welfare system was set up. It was that, that safety net when people were, had fallen through the cracks and, and unforeseen circumstances had happened. And we're blessed to live in a country that has such a, a strong welfare system. And again, I come back to the word that you use, Francis, pride. Why would people be so proud if you, if you need help? And if your family needs help, this is a time to use the system that you've probably been contributing to for many years. And so, again, there's help available to those that really need it. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned before about community groups, community groups like your own who help people out. So what sort of community support can people access at a time like this? So the multiple community services or NGOs or church groups are still open during the lockdown. 
I think the main way that, um, that, that um, the Salvation Army, for example, has been working in is around food security and food welfare. And so we continue to provide um, food parcels and, and food assistance, but pretty much all of the Salvation Army social services are still in operation. So our transitional housing services, social housing, um, addictions, counseling, um, um, other forms of uh, problem gambling uh, support. So um, again, we are, these services are available online. And I think services are, are trying to be really um, innovative. I mean, I believe that we're severely underfunded anyway. Can I just put that plug in? Social services are underfunded in this country anyway. So we've always had to be innovative about how we engage with local communities. I mean, I saw a report of a marae that's doing a drive-through food bank to try and limit that, the, 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 the contact and the and, and, and increase the distancing part. So again, I think it's wonderful, but I think for those that need those social supports, particularly around food, I think the key part at this stage, you know, was sort of halfway through the lockdown is to address the urgent needs, to address those paramount needs, which is food and income and so on. As the lockdown begins to roll out, I think other issues like financial hardship, addictions, sexual harm, family harm will start coming to the fore. And again, the social services and, um, and church groups and NGOs and iwi groups will be there to try and meet those needs as well. Yeah, and the spike in people who needed help with the food parcels um, and, and the food bank help, I mean, that was a big spike. I was quite surprised by how much that had gone up. I think it's a good thing as well, if anyone who's listening to this who does still have a job and is still able to look after themselves, if you're in a good position, this is a really good reminder, maybe the next time you're going through the supermarket, to pick up a donation for the food bank, because there are a lot of people who are unfortunately needing that right now. You also mentioned in the report, the uh, there's been really good active movement from the government and from banks about things like mortgage relief, which is great, but there are other forms of debt that just haven't been addressed. Things like uh, credit card debt, the high interest loans that people will be on the hook for and potentially unable to pay back. Do you see that as a looming problem? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, many of our, our frontline financial mentors or budgeters who are, who, um, just want to say are still operating they're still working they're still working with clients many of them are really worried about in two to three months time what does this actually look like and a lot of those government action in, in, in uh, mortgages and banks has, has been good that's cool but i guess we're, one of the things that baffles us is how can um, providers of high interest short-term loans uh, still be classed as an essential service during a time when people are facing financial hardship we believe that needs to urgently change because when people are facing desperate situations, they're going to make, often they're going to make some bad decisions. It's harder to make good decisions, Francis, when most of the options in front of you are bad options. If you've lost your job and you faced hardship on this side and food is struggling, then it's so easy to get these, these um, high interest short term loans. And so again, that, that's, the, 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 the lending in that kind of area, uh, payday lending, uh, credit cards, car loans, for example, can, can, can cause a whole bunch of increased stress. And so we believe urgent government action is needed there. And we're going to continue to monitor this because already many of our frontline mentors are getting inquiries around car loans. And is there a, a rental holiday out there? Can there be a, a hardship assistance in their credit card payment? And again, 
part of that is to encourage those listeners who might be facing that is often to go back firstly to that company that you have that loan and see what can be worked out in terms of hardship. And if there's no, um, no love or no um, uh, good news that comes out of that, then that's when uh, government and, and also social services can support as well. Yeah, I do think if you talk to those creditors um, first and you get in touch with whatever companies that you are owing money to, often you can work something out, even if it's a lower payment plan or whatever. And I think you also made a really good point there talking about the financial mentors and money talks. I mean, I've put out the contact numbers for money talks before on my social media but just again if you want to call them it's totally free 0800 345 123 and there are also Salvation Army financial mentors walk me through how that works and how you get in touch with them what they can help you with so the primary way that we're trying to encourage people because of what's happening with the pandemic is if you need help uh, in, in a wider range of, um, of our social services, the best way is to contact our 0800 number. So 0800 530000, 0800 530000, or jump onto our website, salvationarmy.org.nz. And there you can engage with um, our workers and begin to see, well, what kind of support do you need? If you contact um, uh, those uh, our, our website or our 0800 number and you ask for some financial mentoring, advice thing we can try and connect you to the financial mentors that are in your local area so the money talks line does exactly the same thing they give you advice and they try and connect you uh, to a, a financial mentor or budgeter in your local area and so we, salvation army is part of money talks we're connected to fincap but we also still provide our own social services as well so that's probably the best way that people can access our, our financial mentoring or budgeting um, uh, work. And can I just say, I think one of the one of the interesting things that I that I've seen is that um, there's been an increase from nils and step up loans from BNZ and Good Shepherd. I really want to applaud that because that the more we have access to safer, safer, more ethical credit, the less hopefully that people would access the high interest short term loans. And so I think people need to know that there are options out there other than just getting a quick loan that you can get in 30 seconds. There are more ethical, safer ways to access that credit. Yeah. Even when you're in a tough situation, there is still always multiple options. They might not be your ideal options, but they will always still be better choices and choices that will impact you for less time, make it easier for you to recover from this current situation. And I think that's what's really important about the work that the Salvation Army Financial Mentors do and places like Money Talks is that you are aware of all of those options and can help people find the best out of a bunch of hard choices. Um, So what about, you know, you've mentioned that the work and income support has increased but could be more. You've mentioned that there could be more sort of good options for dealing with debt. What sort of other supports would you like to see be brought in for people? And do you think that realistically it's on the horizon? Yeah, I think some, I think, to be honest, we're in a real crossroads as a country, and I think we can reimagine and and be quite innovative about how we engage with income support and the welfare system, and hardship and so on. So I think I think um, 
anything could be on the table, to be honest, Francis, because I think government is looking for ideas, social sectors looking for ideas. This is something that is unusual and strange in our time. And so I think some of the things that we've been advocating for at the Salvation Army, for example, is we really hope to see stronger employment support, especially transitioning people from uh, maybe areas or sectors where they've lost their jobs or at risk of losing their jobs into more sustainable jobs. And I think, uh, um, I think that's, a, that's an area that we'd love to see more of, and to, especially the work broker um, a system that WINS has. Uh, we believe that especially for the beneficiaries, those who are um, hardest hit by these uh, kinds of pandemics, um, more access to hardship assistance is required, especially those, again, I've mentioned, especially for those who are reaching the limits of their entitlements. Um, I come back, uh, Francis, to this new group of who might be entering into vulnerability and, and, and extreme hardship. And again, I think we need to be innovative about how we engage with them, to connect them with strong financial capability, to connect them with strong mentors or advocates that can help them maneuver through this uncharted territory. Because for a lot of beneficiaries, they've lived in this struggle for a long time. For this new group, this is brand new to them. And so there would be a lot more fear and anxiety. And so how do we make sure that they don't tip over uh, too much in the country? And, and again, um, the Salvation Army is always a long advocated for the lifting of core benefit levels as well. I mean, the fact that people are after food parcels is essentially a, a symptomatic of the fact that people can't afford uh, to put food on the table. So we've constantly um, uh, advocated for that. So I think those are some ideas and I think we're in a, a, a hard time, but I think in a hopeful time to reimagine and be really brave about some new policy decisions and ideas and directions that can um, really help our country as we probably face um, recession in one of the darkest economic financial times um, in our history. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've got to say, one of the things that has really heartened me through this whole process, and let's be honest, lockdown has been hard for all of us at various times. One of the things that has really heartened me through this is the way that people have come together and the vast majority of people want to make this work, want to work together, want to make sure we beat this together. And I think it's the same attitude that we have to take to the very real financial impacts. And it's almost taking a wartime mentality of we are all in this together. This is an unprecedented challenge and we have to work together. Otherwise, you know, if we take the every man for themselves approach, we will, it, it, it won't work. You just cannot face a problem this big without banding together. So I'd just like to say um, one last time, you already gave us the, the contacts for the Salvation Army, but give them to us again for anyone who needs to get in touch with someone for a bit of a hand. Sure. So the best way is 0800 530000 or jump onto the Salvation Army website, which is salvationarmy.org.nz. Uh, and there's a tab there that says get help. Uh, and then you can access all the wide array, uh, uh, variations of the Salvation Army services from addictions through to financial mentoring through to our food banks. Absolutely. And can I just give a quick plug too? We've raised um, through our food bank project about $850,000 as of last week. I think that is an example of that coming together that you talked about. And I just want to thank anyone who's listening who's um, given to this food bank project because um, I want to guarantee that that's the money that we would use to go back into our food bank hubs across the country. And so again, the generosity, the hospitality of our country is amazing, even in these dark times. So 
uh, thank you on behalf of the Salvation Army, thank you to New Zealand uh, to giving to us, but also giving to other social services and essential work during this time. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you for giving us that bit of positivity to end on because that actually almost makes me a little bit emotional to hear that. That's, that's beautiful. Um, and I think for anyone who's listening to this, whether or not you need this help now, um, I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of really close friends lose their jobs recently. And so I will be passing on this type of information to my friends. I hope that if you have friends who are struggling, you will pass this information along to them because let's be honest, not everyone will hear this podcast, but we can share the information from it amongst each other. Now, if you have a question about money, budgeting, KiwiSaver, anything that's on your mind, send it to me. You can find me Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Send me your questions. I will try to get them on a future podcast episode. I can't always reply to everyone individually. I'm so sorry. I wish I could, but I promise I read everything and I make sure I get it in those future podcast episodes so that we can get it answered for everyone at once. You can also subscribe to Cooking the Books. We are pretty much everywhere, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the rest. Until next time, stay safe. Have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.